You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hey, Jordan, your usual drink tonight? Yes, thank you. So, where's Eric and Ryan? Uh, they're on their way. I wanted to listen to your latest podcast, but where can I download the episodes again? You can download all of our episodes at movieguyspodcast.podme.com. You can also find us on every social media platform. Every social media platform? That's awesome. Hey, it looks like your friends are here. Let me get the first round for you guys. So I'm really excited because this is a genre of film that I really like a lot, and I've never seen it. I have never seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I've only seen the famous bikini pool scene, and I've seen this twice because I have so many questions. I'm excited to talk about this one. This continues with our teen sex comedies. Eric, how the hell are you doing? I am doing great. Uh, just living up the summer as uh, Judge Reinhold was in this one. He seems to be more of uh, the relatable character, I, I think, uh, than, than most in this one. I don't know. I actually, Spicoli might have been my spirit animal on, on this one. Because uh, who didn't want to order a pizza in the middle of a classroom? Am I right, Ryan? Yeah, Spicoli uh, is the most interesting character, though I, you know, I personally identified with Mark Ratner. Um, I am not ashamed to admit it. I was a nerd in high school. Um, Jordan, are you are you Mike Damone? Uh, is Mike the scalper? Yeah. Take a scalper? No, because I'm not a one minute man. I will, I will say that about myself. Good for you. You come, across, you come across as a minute, man. No, not though. My wife is very happy and satisfied. Ask her from last night, bud. So, um, we'll, we'll text her later. Yeah, you, yeah. you got her number, right? You can give us her number. I mean, yeah. I, there's a whole like row of pages of questions. Right. I'm sure you guys have questions for, her. um, but she loves me. That's all that matters. So I saw this twice. I saw this Friday night with my wife. And then I watched it again by myself in my garage on Saturday night last night. And because I had a lot of questions uh, about what I just saw, because I was not expecting this at all. First of all, I didn't know Jennifer Jason Lee was attractive because the only time I ever see her was in Hateful Eight. She was not attracted in that movie. So I thought that was interesting as all hell. Nicholas Coppola in his first role, of course, Nicholas Cage. Yes, yes. Uh, Sean uh, Sean Penn, which he never played this role ever again. And doing research, I found out, out that he only would be called his character's name. And uh, I guess the scene when uh, him and his buddies are exiting the van to go into prom, they were actually smoking the devil's lettuce. Whoa, they were in character. Did you, by the way, see the other cameo, one being his friend? No. Who was his friend? Eric Stoltz. Oh, yes. Thank you for saying that. Because. I watched it with my wife on Friday. I was like, that's the abusive dad from Butterfly Effect. Uh, that's your that's your go-to Eric Stoltz. Uh, that was role. my 
that was my that was my first time that movie came on in 03, 04. That was the first time I've ever seen Eric Stoltz of my earliest memory. I was 16, 17. So okay. I always since the first time I seen him in that movie, you know, that was that's just kind of my go to of what now, of course I've seen him in other things since, but you know what I mean? That was oh, kind of like the first time I've ever seen him. What better, about better than Anaconda? Whitaker. Sorry. I was gonna say better than Anaconda. You guys glossed over Forrest Whitaker. Oh, we were going to get to him. Oh, no, I, w- I was going to get to him because I had a big question about the timeline of this movie. So, first of all, I'm assuming, since I've never seen this movie before, you guys have. I'm assuming, that's why I watched it twice. This movie is supposed to be throughout the whole year, right? From fall to summer. That's the timeline of this movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a semester, but you might be right on that, too. Because here's my issue. Okay, I'm excited. Here we go. I'm not saying this is terrible as overall, but this is not a good movie structurally. It doesn't make sense. And I will explain to you why it doesn't make sense, okay? Football is always played in the fall, okay? So the hint that Fortis Whitaker's character is this big, bad uh, defensive tackle or whatever, and then all the shenanigans and shit happens, boom, it's Christmas, and then after Christmas, a few scenes later, Sean Penn wrecks Forrest Whitaker's car, and then there's a football game. Maybe it's the finals? After Christmas? Yeah. I mean, the Super Bowl's in February. Okay, but no, that's not how that works. That's not how tell high me, school tell me I'm works. Wrong. I, I, that's not how high school works. Finals are done before Thanksgiving when it comes to championships. You guys know what I'm talking about? Like, that made no sense. That's why I had to watch it twice because structurally, like, like the story didn't make sense. I think that is uh, a minor quibble. Like, impacting the overall, like, thematics and the character arcs and what we're supposed to get out of it. I don't know. That seems like you're focusing on the wrong thing. You saw yeah, the but Jordan- that took me out of it, though. You did? Yeah, but that took me out of it, though. Ryan. Why would that take you out of it, though? Just because, oh, oh, because the, the football game comes after Christmas, the whole story falls apart. Like, the main characters aren't involved in the football game. The football well, game is just there to, to finish the joke earlier. Okay, but, uh, but a lot of problems that I have with the movie, though, are the characters, because I feel that the, there's a lot of loose ends that are not tied up at all. And that kicked off my brain of, wait a minute, we just saw Santa Claus and Christmas, and now we're doing a football game. I know this is California, but that doesn't make sense. Just like how a lot of characters that are motivations doesn't make sense. Jennifer Jason Lee uh, made sense into the Smorshman part, which we'll talk about later, because I don't understand that motivation either. Like, there's a lot of like it is it is a great fun stupid shut your brain off teen sex comedy about high schools and if you want to show somebody about the 80s this is it the shopping mall everything like this mm-hmm. is great like i thoroughly enjoyed it i really did i'm not saying this is a terrible movie for me as enjoyment this is just as good as american pie you know you could see but where stranger things shit, picked up a lot of their of their 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 notions from though right I mean like the sailor outfits that they wore in Stranger Things uh the pirate outfits that they wore uh in the mall here I wonder if it's the same damn mall it probably is not but it looks just like the mall from Stranger Things 
It's, I mean, it's, it's a nice to, to look back and see it, but the Valley Girl did the same thing too. We get to kind of see this time capsule of a movie and that's, uh, that's really how we reviewed that movie though, right? It's that it's just, it's just a looking glass. Uh, this movie's a bit more than that though, because we get, there's a lot of stories going on here. There's a lot going on in these movies or er, in this movie. I'm, I mean. Well, see, now that's where my confusing part is, though, Eric, is that is that there's a lot of things that don't make sense, okay? So the main guy um, who worked at the burger joint, what's his name, the character's name? Bill? Bob? Bill? Ooh, Judge uh, Reinhold? Uh, Brad. Brad, thank you. Like, I didn't feel like his character ended on a good note. You know, like, he was happy, employee of the month at American Burger. He cocked off to a, to a customer. He got fired. He's miserable as a sailor, and then he gets a job at 7-Eleven, and I believe there's a drop line that says that that's like where careers go to die or something like that. So it's like I, I felt bad for him. Jennifer Jason Lee, I felt like had a good arc, but then once she found out that she was pregnant, it, it kind of fell flat for me because I feel that the character Mike really got the short shaft on, the, on, on, on that end. How did he get the short uh, shaft on that? Is that, is that like your views on it? Like, is that... And no, it has nothing to do with abortion. It has nothing to do with my political views on abortion. What I mean is that I thought it was really well, like just from the story wise, when she comes up to him and says, Hey, I need to talk to you. I'm pregnant, you know, and he was befuddled a little bit and what have you. And they agreed that he was going to take her and he was going to pay for half. And then, boom, the next scene is him trying to collect the money that people owe him, right? And that shows me as the audience that he cares about her enough to try to get the money for her. But then, you know, he's he's never talked about again. Now he is later, but he's never talked about again after those few scenes like him trying to pick her up and say, hey, I don't have any money. You know, it just it was just it wasn't um, Are you assuming he satisfied? Are you assuming he apologized to her? That's what I would hope I would see for his character, because to me. His character didn't come off. Yes, he was a, a fun-loving asshole, but when it comes to getting a girl pregnant, I did not take that his character was that kind of an asshole. And I just wished I would have gotten something where he was like apologetic to her, or he would at least have drove her there. You know, it kind of like sucked. You know what I mean? Because it's like, goddamn. Because then why show the scene prior of him trying to get money to pay for the abortion? You know what I mean? If you're just not gonna. If he's gonna push it under the rug, you know what I mean. I took it as um, he wants to help, he can't, and like his pride or his ego will allow him to, you know, tell her he can't afford it because his whole thing is he's like this cool, aloof man, and if he needs help to do something, that's that's not good for him. Okay, that's a valid point, and I guess I'm probably asking for too much in a teen sex comedy than aren't I? But he he's kinda I mean he's painted as somewhat of the bad guy of the piece. Which he's not though, really, in my opinion. I mean he just comes off as selfish for the most part. Uh I mean doesn't yeah, uh, doesn't selfish. Mark uh doesn't his friend like say that he likes uh um Stacy, right? And he does that whole kind of you know, hose before bros type of thing. 
Well, you know, I can't blame Mike for it, though, because Jennifer Jason Lee was the one that gave him googly eyes at the restaurant when he gave his buddy the wallet. Yeah, this is how it works, you know. Obviously, you can't, can't hard knock a guy, especially in high school. But especially what she did. I, would, I didn't know this movie had so much breast in it. I saw 15 breasts. You're keeping count, but you got to see <laughs> the, the most famous scene Obviously, uh, what's that? The the cars solo, uh, living in stereo, right? Right. And uh, the slow sequence of getting out of the pool of Phoebe Cates. Yeah, you know what though? Now that I've seen the full movie, I don't think that I don't I don't think that's sexy. I think that Jennifer Jason Lee having sex with the guy that got her pregnant was sexy because she was completely nude in that scene. I thought that was more sexy. Uh, I'm a than fan of coming Phoebe Cates. Maybe maybe I'm biased because I because I love the Gremlin movies, but you know I I got a thing. Phoebe okay, Cates so like, is in my book. What up, Phoebe? If you're listening to the podcast, I know you are. Oh, of course. Hit me up. Is. Number one fan. Number one fan. Okay, so like Jennifer Jennifer Jason Lee, right? So we talked about the guy who got her pregnant. Let's talk about her. I I liked her character in the beginning because she came off to me very mousy and very meek, right? But then she gave her virginity up to a guy in a in a, in a bullpen at a, at, a, at a baseball field. So and then she started to feel more comfortable with her body. She started to be more relaxed. And then and I liked her growth from this mousy all the way into the end. Um, I just I wish she didn't end up with the dude who was the nerd because I don't think he was good for her at all, personally. Yeah, well, you know, this is like, this just showed you like a a bit of of the of piece of the the life of what's going on with these kids, right? Like, there's no uh, there's no resolution to really a whole lot of there's no closure to a lot of what what you see. You maybe get a bit out of Spicoli, but you'd still led to the imagination already. Um, from from that, like, you think he you think he shapes up a bit or we just like to believe it. Who knows? Right now, about you, man. I mean, like, are you? What do you feel about Jennifer Jason Lee's arc going through? I like it. I think it's. I think this whole movie, um, all the three, I guess the four main characters, um, I think are very well written. I, um, I do agree that she probably has the strongest. But that's most. That's down to her having like the meatiest part to work through. Like Mark doesn't really have that meaty of a role, neither does Brad. And Spicoli is just he's the, the biggest comic relief and his growth is very minimal. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um I think Jennifer Jason Lee is very good in this role. Um I don't really know I don't really know if I've seen her in like another straight straight out comedy. Um, but you know, for her being like eighteen, nineteen here. Like it, it's very obvious she has talent and is positioned to do well. Mm-hmm. Father also her. died yeah. shortly shortly before this movie came out. Yeah, a helicopter crash. He was decapitated. What? Oh my! Wow, damn, Who? that sucks. Nick Jennifer Mara? Jason Lee's dad. Yeah, uh, Jennifer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he that's... died in a helicopter crash. Yeah, making uh, the Twilight Zone movie. 
Yep, huh? he died three weeks before the movie was released. And the studio, just a little bit of thing, too. The studio didn't want to release this on the East Coast. They didn't want to release it at all because they thought it wasn't going to be popular. They were only going to release it on the West Coast so it can die a very quick death. But rave review, I mean, rave critical response, right? I mean, people love this movie, right? This movie, Fast Times Richmond High or Twilight Zone? This one, because I'm going to say out of Porky's and this one and Valley Girl so far that we've done, this is by far the best out of the three that we've done. Oh, and yeah. This I would, is, I would this, agree this to is that. Great. This seemed a, a, a bit more American Pie-esque. Right. In the in the uh, adventures, it didn't... Um, I don't know. Like The other ones just seemed like as though we were getting the stories from different people, it just kind of, after a while, it just seemed like someone just kind of Got tired of telling the stories, and we're just like, yeah, and then this happened, and then just kind of wrapped everything up. And then you're just like, well, what the fuck? It's almost like two two different people started. You know, one person started the story, and one person ended the story for Valley Girl and for Porky's. Uh, this this movie at least has you know a, a beginning and an end, but it's just kind of open on both. This movie is also a lot more mature. Uh, with how it deals with its subject matter than those two. Like, Porky's is just out and out a comedy. It's not trying to be anything serious. Um, Valley Girl is, was that like a rom com? But it mm-hmm. doesn't deal, doesn't deal with your, you know, first love or true love or whatever in any serious, like, real world way. No, this movie has, you know, losing your virginity abortion um you know almost being murdered spicoli getting high eating pizza i don't have a good example for spicoli well speaking of spicoli i like mr hand he was fun i like the teacher well i i think that instead of it being like an individual thing you got to see this between two people, you know, and I think you get to see maybe Spicoli's attitude change because he actually got to see somebody like Mr. Hand make the extra effort, right? Like maybe he's not used to seeing it. You can kind of see in that in that end scene where he's in the bedroom, you know, um, in his bedroom, Mr. Hand's just like, no, we're going to stay here and we're going to make sure that you know all this stuff. It's, you know, almost like maybe the first form of discipline this boy's got, you know, and he's, I, I like to think that, albeit a small thing, um, we don't maybe not get to see it later on, but um, yeah, I think it's it's a deep impression that's left on the character itself. I think so because I was completely uh, shocked that Mister Hand even would care, and also just like any traditional '80s teen slasher, there's no parents in this movie, right? There's one. There's one parent. Before Jennifer Jason Lee sneaks out the window to lose her virginity, her mom her wishes mom, her good night. Oh, that's yeah. it. That's, about that's it. it. That's it. Because cause when Jennifer Jason Lee invited, what's the nerd's guy name again? Mark. Mark. Thank you. Uh, when she invited Mark inside the house, you know, and she clearly wanted it, she was like, oh, my parents are out of town. And it's like, classic. You know, I was just waiting for her to say, I'll be right back, goes to the kitchen and come out varsity blue style with a whipped cream bikini. Oh, baby, you'd like that, huh? I mean, yeah. 
I was very, very attracted to Jennifer Jason Lee in this movie. Oh my lord! I, I read, don't know why. I read that um, for the sex scene between uh, Jennifer Jason Lee and Mike Damone, there they did shoot it with full frontal nudity, as it was supposed to create a sense of awkwardness and intimacy these two high school kids about to have sex. So like you were going to get, you know, Bush and dong. And then it got, they cut them out. Cause it, if they left it in, it was going to get an X rating, but there's going to be no penetration. So why would they give it an X rating? There's no penetration. You don't have to have, you don't have to have penetration to have an X rating. Really? Okay. Well, speaking yeah, of dirty the X, stuff, the X rating was just, like it's the NC equivalent of NC seventeen. Next rating was just basically saying it has explicit content in it. And like there are Midnight Cowboy won Best Picture in sixty nine. That's an X rated movie and it there's no penetration in that. It's just about prostitution in New York. Mm-hmm. I did not know that that was an X rated movie. It's rated R now, but when it was released it was rated X. And did it win the Oscar when it was considered rated X? Huh? Yeah. yeah. The only reason the wow. only reason they stopped using the X rating is because porn took it because the X rating had this connotation like, oh, it's going to be you know a dirty film. There's going to be dirty stuff in it. So porn just took the X triple X rating, and that's why they stopped. That's why the MPAA stopped using it. And that's why they use NC seventeen, which is not really around anymore. Um. Yeah. Well, no studio movie is going to release an NC-17 because theater the the big theater chains refuse to carry them. Well, now you just it's have better un- unrated, right? As I'd say, it's better just to have you release your movie unrated. Okay, that's what they do. Yeah. Okay, do an R cut like we've always seen, and then when it comes out on DVD, get the unrated cut. God. Speaking of dirty stuff, I read something that was interesting about the famous bikini pool scene is uh, Brad, uh, in prep for the role, pulled out an actual big, hard dildo and pretended to jerk it off. So when Phoebe Cates came in, her reaction is her real reaction because she was not expecting a rock-hard dildo in between his legs. (laughs) Got to go for that authenticity. That's That's funny because after I read that, and then the second night I watched it, I was excited to see her reaction. And I was like, hey, that's funny. She's she, she shocked about a huge cock. That's funny. That's funny. Guys, this movie's fucking great. Uh, this movie's fucking fun. I love this movie a lot. I'm going to make this my yearly summer movie. You know, I always watch American Pie Trilogy in the beginning of summer. I always watch The Shining in the beginning of winter. It's just kind of my thing, you know. Aliens for Alien Day in April. This is definitely going to be in the summer with American Pie, Varsity Blues for me. This movie's great. This movie's fun. A lot of structural issues, a lot of story issues that bugs me. But you just got to turn your brain off because, wow, what a time capsule. Like, this is, this is great. The 80s looks fun. Damn it. Why wasn't I alive then? Well... You got to live through the the good times here in the nineties. Yeah, but like the eighties, like like just like just the style of clothing. Uh, everybody went to the mall all the time. That was the hangout spot, you know. It's just 
just what the kids talked about and just how they communicate. It's just fun. It just, it, it was a, it's very romanticized for me, I guess. You know how some people uh, cream over the 50s, you know, really hardcore? I guess the, I'm the 80s guy. Like, I just love, and the music in this movie. Oh, my God. Talk about a great 80s teen sex comedy. The music in this is great. All the hits. I love the music for this. And not Porky's or Valley Girl had the hits like this done does. This is great. That really, it. really, I think, was what what seals uh, the deal is. Uh, you get like kind of these these switching uh, stories, so your attention is always there, and then you have the music that really helps ease into it too, and and it uh, keeps you on your toes. No, I, I guys, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed this one. I can't talk enough about it, but I'm sure our friends like to hear a popcorn rating. So uh, I'm I'm curious, Ryan. Let's go with you first, bud. What will be your popcorn rating for Fast Times or Ridgemont High? Um, I'm going to give it a large bag. Uh, I've quite enjoyed this movie. It's um, it's a classic for a reason. Uh, we didn't really get too in-depth with it, but Sean Penn is absolutely phenomenal in this movie. Not, not It's nothing like you ever see him do again. Um, Judge Reinhold plays it perfectly. Uh, you know, he's, he's decent in the part but brad's not you know asking too much of him i do disagree with your statement that at the end brad doesn't have any closure him stopping the thief from uh robbing the store gives him his mojo back which he has lost throughout the movie uh, you know getting fired losing his girlfriend uh working at that shitty uh long john silver's restaurant um jeffrey jason lee's good Phoebe Cates is, is good, Mark, all them. Um, this is uh, based off of a Cameron Crowe uh, book he wrote uh, after spending a year undercover at uh, some Santa Monica high school. And then he wrote the book for Rolling Stone. And I think that is like the big boon to this movie because Cameron Crowe, whether you, if you like his newer movies or not, is a fantastic writer and especially in the eighties when he was younger, uh, in his late twenties, early thirties, he like, you know, he had the ability to write teen stories in a way that respects them. It doesn't, you know, doesn't, it's not just stupid comedy. There's actually pay, uh, pathos and, and maturity to him. Um, cause like even with say anything, his directorial debut, there's a lot of heart to it. And yeah, I've, if you have, if if you know, if you're an adult and you haven't watched Fast Times at Ridgemont High, I think it, it it's going to resonate with some part of you. All right, well, a large bag for Ryan. Uh, I myself, I'm going to just want a large bag too. Uh, I this is great. Like I've already said, uh, there is issues that I have with it, but that's just the movie guy's goggles. You know, I'm sure if I was just watching this movie without the intention of reviewing it, I wouldn't even have noticed the issues that I had with it. Um, I, I liked all the characters with it. This this is like what American Pie was trying to be, I think. Like this is completely different than Valley Girl and Porky's. So I'm I'm really excited to see where we're gonna go from here uh with our future reviews of The Last American Virgin because that came out the same exact year as this, and I'm curious how that one's gonna go. Um but this one definitely is a large bag. I'm so upset with myself that I haven't seen it all the way through. 
until this review, and I'm so glad I did. I'm going to watch this once a year for as long as I can. Great movie. You have to see it. Large bag. Eric, what about you? What is your popcorn rating for Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Uh, this is going to be a large bag for me. I enjoy it. This might be a little bit of a bias as well, but who the hell cares? I, I just enjoy this movie. It it stands uh, a lot of the pop culture test of time just because you have iconic scenes. And when you have a movie, uh, and we've said this before in Porky's, where a scene is iconic, that it's it's looked to as the bar, then I think that's a good indicator. And this one, you you have that. You have one, again, with the, the, the swimming pool scene, as I've said before. I keep talking about it. But for me, I think uh, one of the best scenes that I crack up on was when uh, Spicoli and uh, Forrest Whitaker's brother, I guess, yeah, you know, they stole his car. And they're yeah. driving it through it between the lanes. Uh, that part of the reason always cracks me up, man. Um, I don't know why. But, uh, yeah, I, there's just so many parts in, in this movie that just kind of are, are iconic in its own. Um, the characters are, yeah, you know, just I kind of like the other, any, other character you, any other character that you would see in a teen comedy. Uh, they just pick kind of different rooms, different parts of the lunch table. And uh, they just got one character to represent genres, basically. Um, but still, uh, this movie, I, I think, holds up. Uh, I enjoy it. And a uh, lot, of, lot of good actors in here. A lot of uh, up-and-comers that uh, grew up to be something. And, um, yeah, that's about it. A short movie, too. Hour and a half is, is another one uh, that, that helps out. But large back. Well, all of us give this one a large bag. Next week, hopefully, we get this one a large bag. We are not doing any more of our series. With next week, we are coming back with a new movie released on Netflix starring Charlize Theron, right? Yeah. Called Old Guard. So we'll be reviewing that. And don't worry, fans, though, if you like our 80s teen sex comedy, we will be coming back in August for another episode of that with The Last American Virgin. And we'll be starting a new series. Ryan picked this one out for August. Uh, movies that were the director's last movies before they died. And we'll be doing Stanley Kubrick's Eyes Wide Shut. I've not seen that one since college. So I'm really interested to see that one again. I remember pausing it a lot. So we'll get into that when we get into that one. Uh, but like always, uh, Ryan, Eric, thank you uh, so much for joining me for this episode. I had a great time talking about this one and we'll be back next week with the brand new movie from netflix old guard have a good night